the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise, designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here's your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. <laughs> Hello, my friends. I, at the beginning of the show, as you always hear me say, this is the best ever. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is the best ever. This is going to be <laughs> a topic you perhaps have never heard before, but you need to hear, especially in the times in which we find ourselves um, as you look around in the world and you look around in the, the nation, the United States, and you look around in California, you realize uh, there has to be something supernatural coming soon or else I don't know how we can fathom all this stuff that's going on right now. I have someone with me that has some uh, interesting perspectives that you are absolutely going to love. His name is Haytham Allos. Hey, say hi, Haytham. Hello, everyone. <laughs> uh, let me, I, Haytham, I want to read what I wrote as far as the teaser for this, the topic for, for this show. And my listening friend, pay close attention because you're going to get an earful of some things that you had never even perhaps considered. And they have everything to do with supernatural things that the Lord has in store for us. T-O-D-A-Y. Today. Listen to this. Here's the question that I asked. Are the miracles of Jesus tied to quantum physics? Uh, that's a pungent question, isn't it? And it, here, here's how I answered. I said, Chaldean Christian, that would be Haytham Allos, quantum computing expert, Bible advocate, uh, advocate Professor Haytham Allos. I, I had to add that because well. <laughs> you're, you're too shy to tell yeah. about how wonderful you are. Thank you. But I, I, since you've paid me a lot of money, Haytham, yes. I'm happy to yes, do that. Yes, and you're going to join with me, and we're going to talk about the miracles that Jesus did, Haytham, like walking on water, uh, controlling weather, healing people, uh, glorified bodies. Now, quantum physics is an answer that people haven't really considered, but now the science has really caught up to the biblical truths. And we're also going to look at Satan's substitutes in the second hour. So, Heath, I'm going to hand it to you. Tell a little bit about the who, why, what, where, uh, who, why, what, where, when, and how of Haytham Allos, and uh, then let's kind of jump on in because you've got stuff to share. Haytham. Yeah, well, thank you, Kaz. I'm really happy to be here and really uh, kind of be a guide in informing our listeners about the revelations that I've come into uh, in terms of my educational experience. Um, and so a little bit, little bit about myself. Uh, thank you, Kaz, so for those compliments. Um, I have, I'm a lover of computer science, technology, but I'm also a lover of quantum physics and what it tells us about the world we are in today, um, and specifically uh, where we are in terms of viewing the grand design of God and his power, and I'm here to shed some light yes. into this, and so that's where we're at. Yes. I know, I know, it's amazing. I've been looking yeah. forward to this show for some time. Yeah. One of the things that when I mentioned you as a Chaldean Christian, my listening friend, you need to be aware of what that means. He was uh, born and spent a number of years of his young life in a place called uh, Chaldea or Ur of Chaldees. Yes. 
And that, if you're familiar with that geographical area, it, from a Bible prophetic standpoint, it is the hotbed of what's going to be going on in the last days because it is, what, what did we say, it's, uh, on the, uh, it's facing east, it's facing westward, uh, Iran, Iran, which used to be called Persia, Persia, and, and then uh, just beside that is Iraq, which used to be called the Cradle of Civilization, Babylon, uh, Babylon, yes, uh, specifically that area. And in the biblical sense, it was the Ur of Chaldea, yeah. And uh, the famous uh, King Nebuchadnezzar, as we all know, Nebuchadnezzar the Second. We have the Book of Daniel, yes. right, which is where Daniel was. And so, there's a lot of biblical history there. Uh, I'm proud to be from there. I was born um, and came here when I was eight. Yes. And uh, have great memories of it. And we are, as Chaldeans, uh, Chaldeans, Assyrians, we are the last remnants of the Babylonian Empire. And hence, we are a group of people that still speak the language of Aramaic yes. till today. Yes, yeah. and and not only that. I mean, you you're in the, in a place right now where you know the Bible has a lot to say about Persia, the the Prince of Persia, and all the things that happened with Daniel, but also Iraq, which is Babylon, and and so I have a very strong conviction that Babylon and Persia are going to have a lot to do in things today, as well as in the natural and spiritual. Um, if you look in the book of Daniel and other things, I mean, it's all over the place. And you were actually there during uh, a, a kind of a, a hot time uh, when it was Iraq and Iran were some warfare things going on. I mean, you have some vivid memories. Absolutely. Um, I, you know, we came here in uh, 1980, and we have uh, I have memories of when the Iran Iraq Iran Iraq war started. Uh, my wife as well, and our memories are of a country that was in turmoil. Uh, as a result, we we came here to this country, yes. and they, they with open arms, this country accepted us. And this is why America is one of the greatest countries ever. I'm a big fan, yes. of course. So. We are blessed to be here. Um, however, then, I'm a, I feel still a connection to that old heritage, and I'm just here to share that with your listeners yes. to any kind of extent that I so, can. So the, th- the reason I brought that up, Haytham, is, is because in real, in, in real life, I mean, your, your wisdom about the quantum component not only plays in a very scientific sense, but also in a, you, you, you're, you've been in an area where, you know, the Scripture is... is intense about the things that are going to be going on in the last days thing. So you bring a point of view, this remarkable, but also the whole quantum thing. Uh, we've got about three or four minutes left in this segment. Let's talk a little bit about your love. Now your, you, you, your love for quantum physics, but you're a, a, a quantum computing programmer. Right. In G- I, I would say the words genius, my <laughs> friends, but I won't tell him. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. I mean, I, I, you know, as, as, a, as a technologist, as a person who has a passion for this, I decided to dive into uh, what is our um, place, in ter- what is our place in the society as how we perceive the world around us. Yes. And uh, quantum computing is an area that I became very interested in. It is the next generation of computing. Um, and that led me to look at it from a different view, and that view is, well, God, the Almighty, our sense of who he is, uh, quantum physics and quantum mechanics in general, give us a sense, a glimpse of being with him, to be connected with him, and really try to understand him yes. and uh, be with him in, in such a way where we could approach being his friend, yes. being at his doorstep. We are at a time right now where 
we can do that. The revelations are there. He has uh, given us the godly revelations to see him in such a beautiful light. So your love for science and quantum physics, you begin to you began to see common denominators between the miracles of Jesus and quantum analogies. And I want we're going to spend some time delving into this. Why don't you? We've got about two or three minutes left in this segment. Why don't you kind of give an overview of um, uh, of things a quantum point of view? Different. We're going to identify space time, mm-hmm. which is space and time, which is the way we. Christians and other people on the earth see things, uh, time and space and location and things like that. But quantum violates that completely. It doesn't violate it, but it's a different point of view. And when you understand the quantum side of it, you can begin to understand the who, why, what, where, when, and how of the miracles that Jesus did are quantum related. And it's time for us, because science is now there, to kind of catch up, to understand the works and, and the miracles of Jesus, because it's going to be upon us to embrace these things. Hey, absolutely, Kaz. I mean, when we look at uh, when we look at uh, uh, the Bible, there are about four hundred miracles uh, there, and sometimes uh, a lot of us. I know when I was like this, I felt a little disconnected from understanding what was actually happening. Um, as I got to learn more about uh, quantum physics and the, the the reality that it is not a cause and effect. Quantum mechanics and quantum physics give us a glimpse that the world is not as we see it. It is not about cause and effect. Or it's not about the space and time necessarily. It's not about space and time necessarily. Uh, There's a different reality out there, which really relates to our understanding of the miracles, right? And also how we can understand them in a way that has depth. Yes. And us getting closer to God. So, so let's do this. We've got about thirty seconds left in this seg- in this segment. But I want you to spend the ne- at the beginning of the next segment because we're just getting you acclimated, my listening friend, to what we're going to be doing. Uh, there's a lot of connection between quantum physics and people that have a belief in God that, that were tied to this. And some you, you you last time we spoke, we we talked about. You, are you willing to share a little bit about those people as we launch into this? Um, some of the I mean, some of our hist- uh, historical uh, Christian. Yeah. I mean, most of the most of the scientists um, have can we had... we'll, can we talk about that in the next segment? Absolutely, and, and use that as a springboard. Very big I, I say, have an open notepad, my friend, because yeah. you're going to be hearing things you've never heard before, and it helps us understand the miracles of Christ. And if you look in the mirror, he's calling us to do these too. It would be helpful if we understood the quantum component. Hatham Allos and Kaz are going to be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise with Kaz Taylor. Well, welcome back, my friends. You know, Hatham and I are having fun behind the scenes during commercial breaks, telling jokes and things like that as well. (laughs) Hatham's been a friend for, what, a couple decades, huh? It's been it's been about twenty years, Cass. I think. <laughs> That's amazing. Yes, our, we played a lot of uh, tennis together, and so. maybe volleyball. We we've done a lot of things together, you yes, and I. Yes, we have. Hey, hey, my my listening friend. Here, here's the deal. You know, as as a Christian, sometimes we put up barriers on what we're willing to hear and understand, what we're not willing to hear and understand. You know, there's a point where. Jesus' miracles, you could go, you know, you say, we believe that Jesus did miracles. We believe the Bible is a Bible of miracles, but I don't want to dig any further on that. I'll just kind of take it as it comes. 
But the scripture talks about eye has not seen, neither ear heard, neither has it even entered the heart of man, the things that God has in store for those who love him. But the point of the matter is God wants us to become closer to him and he closer to us. So he likes sharing secrets. And these 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 secrets that are being revealed right now, Hatham, they, I mean, they're secrets that we could not have known uh, scientifically uh, years and years ago, but now God's given us a way to actually understand those so we can understand the nuances behind his supernatural miracles. Hey, Absolutely, Kaz. I mean, you know, I just want to kind of set the perspective here of yeah. our listeners. I know that the word quantum may uh, may be a strange word. To they may not even have a clue what it means. may not have a, a clue about uh, what it is, but I just want to put this in perspective. Thank you. It is, um, you know, when we look at the world today, uh, we see above what is called the macro world. Um, and what we're talking about here is uh, as we look into smaller and smaller things, so for example, when we look at a, a particular piece of table or any kind of matter, we're looking at it, so if we de- take it down to different parts, we're looking at, for example, millimeter, and then we're looking at, which is the 10 to negative 3 uh, samples, and then we look at maybe even smaller bits, 10 to negative 6, which is the micro world. Uh, this is what chips are made of, right? These little uh, nano gates. So the world nano, right, is 10 to negative 9. Now, once we go uh, beyond that, where we go to the 10 to negative 12, 10 to negative 15, we no longer see the world uh, as matter or solid as we see it. Okay, so you're saying as an analogy of the table, you're not seeing a table anymore. You're not seeing a table anymore. Uh, The fact is is that all matter, uh, including ourselves, uh, are made up of – we're made up of a quantum world, Um, and that world – has different rules, different sets. And so when we, look even, when we look at space today, the space today is not what we perceive. It is actually a grid of what we call space-time. Einstein showed us that, that it is a grid uh, of, uh, of the space-time where gravity is um, a sense where planets have mass and they sit on this grid. And hence, it's a whole different perspective, even time itself, the time that I have and the time that you have, Kaz, right now are different. The point is, is that as we get into the world of small, uh, we start to see rules which are defined by what we call quantum mechanics. And these rules have very strange behaviors. So let me mm-hmm. just say that they're not tied to space and time whatsoever. Right. And uh, that's what it help explain supernatural things that Jesus did. And it's not violating Jesus or Scripture, but it is is shining God's light on this because it's time for us to probably comprehend these supernatural things. Exactly. I mean, uh, what the whole point of what we're trying to do here, Kaz, is that let's not feel disconnected. When I learned about quantum mechanics, it made me feel uh, that disconnection that I may have had about, okay, I don't really understand this. But now that understanding is there. Quantum mechanics is one of the most proven uh, models um, and science ever created by by mankind, and there are things in there that particularly pertain to our understanding of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea that you could be here or you could be another place at the same time. The idea of even walking on water, right? All these things are marvelous, and it is showing us that God and His will and His power has created these things, and through God's will in our mind, we have been able to see some of them, and hence we should have more appreciation for him as we reveal, as he reveals this to us. So this quantum, some of the early experiments about quantum and the different 
behaviors. You, you, you talk, uh, I, yes. forgive me for not being able to no, quote okay. the manners that you yeah. spoke about, but, but th- there's, a, there's a, uh, a cellular level, and then, then you go, the deeper and deeper you go, the rules of space and time, which are uh, ruled the cellular level, yeah. uh, are different. And, and when you get into the quantum, th- things behave differently. And, and and a lot t- there were one or two experiments that used yeah the double slit experiment. What, um, what is that about? We've got about yeah, four or five minutes. So uh, so there's this concept um, in quantum mechanics that says that um, that we, our our uh, our consciousness has a direct connection to the matter that we perceive. That say we are that another way. Our in other words, our thoughts, our mind, our thoughts and minds, our faith, our. Our faith, right? Our 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 faith could be uh, in the world of physics. Our faith uh, could be uh, an act of measurement, right, towards something, towards an almighty God, right. So the whole idea is that in the world of quantum physics, when you have something, when you go down to the small, small, if we look at something, if something is measured at that level of being so small. Is what it does. The particle, the solid particle, actually becomes what we call an energy wave. It actually changes. So our action, our perception, when we look at an experiment of a particle going through, let's say, a particle gun going through and it's going to hit a screen, the act of us looking at that particle actually changes the very nature of the particle, where it becomes a wave versus a particle. Now, once we stop looking at it, right, then we are disconnected from it. We are not measuring it. Okay, then what happens? It goes back to becoming a particle. Okay, um, uh, I'm sorry, a wave. Oh, yeah. So once we look at it, uh, it becomes a particle. It's called the particle wave duality, and this is what our world is made of. So in a sense, if I'm looking at a table, if nobody's looking at this table, it is actually a wave of energy that is there. And I know this may seem sound crazy, but it is not a solid thing, right? So. The belief in it, the idea that it is there, our act of, is the act of measurement, and it becomes what it is. Yes. So this is the world that we're talking about here, is this world of unconventional rules. Yes, mm-hmm. and, and unconventional rules so much so that the actual observer mm-hmm. and their character or their thought patterns can impact these these. Wavelengths, lengths, uh, length, length. Is that is, is that right? Yeah. I mean, like for example, there, there you go. You know, the Bible says, "Without faith, it is impossible to please God." And if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, if a person has faith about something, that that unseen emotion uh, impacts those particles. Absolutely. So, if you think about this wow. observer analogy, right? The observer analogy says that when we observe something, it actually makes it what it is. Well, if I'm observing you, Cass, you become who you are, right? If someone else is observing me, then we have this idea that, well, who's observing those people, right? Who's observing the planet Earth? Who's observing the whole solar system to make it what it is? If indeed what we're talking about is true, which is scientifically proven, then we come to a point and say, well, there must be a global observer, okay? A person who is actually watching, we'll call this in the world of science as measurement, who's watching over the universe or possibly different universes. And this person, we call him the global observer, but in the world of where we are, the God Almighty, the powerful, right? This is who he is. That's the person. That's what makes things that we have here on this planet uh, 
makes it what it is, yes. this global observer. And this is something not too far from what science thinks about. Science has already acknowledged that this is the case. Our our eyes, our ways of how we perceive the world mix the world, but there's something greater than that that's actually making the world what it is. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> now science has actually come alongside of a biblical truth, mm-hmm. and uh, if you have a level of sensitivity and you are a faith person, <clears throat> you can see that there's an analogy there that carries with it a lot of weight, especially if you want to uh, explain Jesus' miracles and uh, the supernatural things that he did. Those do not obey space-time and the space-time continuum. Right. Those things really obey quantum mentality. So I would love for us to kind of go through some of the things that Jesus did, and, and you know, you're, you want to talk about that and, yeah. and how— you're a believer, so I mean, Absolutely. a lot yeah. of scientists that aren't believers, they all uh, throw a lot of other stuff in yeah. there. And I think, uh, Kaz, I think you and I have to kind of uh, make sure that you're right. Some of these things can be spoken as, un- can be perceived as ungodly, right? But what we're trying to do here is these are, we are not trying to say that these are ungodly things. These are godly things where, uh, where quantum fluctuations that we, that can happen can actually explain that, okay, God is here, right? When God uh, rose after the third day, right? There was, and it is it is documented that there was some sense of radiation, some sort of a quantum fluctuation hmm. that this happened. And we can go down to the Holy Spirit, right? And But these are the tools yes. of God. These yes. are the powerful tools, not necessarily that he is not the one, but these are tools that he has that gets us closer to his almighty power. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought it would be fun to kind of go through some of the miracles that Jesus did. And you're talking about people, uh, their perception, or let's call it their faith mm-hmm. and hope. These things uh, are motivating factors to the way uh, reality sh- re- presents itself. I would like to go with you into some of the miracles of Jesus yeah. and apply some quantum physics to those. Sure. And let's see where it leads us. Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> my friends, Haytham Allos, my dear friend and a professor uh, and a, a, a teacher of, of quantum uh, technology through computers and things like that. He's a lover of God, but he also is a lover of science, and he's going to bring them together with us as we talk more about quantum and the miracles of Christ when Haytham Allos and Kaz come right back. More Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next on Praise. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise with Kaz Taylor. Oh, wow, hey, Alice, you really opened my mind. And you know me, I'm going to be asking you questions like crazy because when you talk about quantum physics and things that are supernatural and the disciples, you know, they began seeing supernatural things and Jesus for a while was there so he could explain them to them, but then thereafter he leaves, and he leaves the power of the Holy Spirit, so they, they're on their own to embrace quantum physics, basically, or the supernatural things. I mean, I have so many questions for you on yeah. this. I mean, it's absolutely, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> remarkable. But one of the things that was key that you said about you need to have, like if, like, like if somebody has the confidence and faith that something's going to happen, but if somebody in their arena, somebody beside them says, I doubt that, I mean, that can inf- impact the effectiveness of reality and quantum. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I think one thing to kind of position the position what we're talking about here is that we are, we're in a world where we perceive things as cause and effect. Right? Yes. 
Uh, we, we know that when we have a ball and we want to get it over a ramp, we apply enough force to it to get it over the ramp. Um, but to kind of comprehend the world of quantum physics, which is what everything's made of, is that when I, put, when I apply a force, and if I don't have enough force to go through the ramp, the ball can actually go through the ramp. Okay, so if you don't, have the for, you don't have the force for the ball to go over the ramp, ramp then the ball can actually go through, through the from ramp. From a quantum perspective. Okay, from a quantum perspective. Wow. And this is the idea of what we call quantum tunneling, uh, where you can be in two places at one time. And, and so when we start to think about these things that can happen and how they happen in this world, which we cannot perceive, we can only understand through rules of mechanics or quantum mechanics, then we start to look at the biblical stories. And when the disciples were on that, uh, that boat and, and, uh, and, P- and Peter, Peter woke up and he saw Jesus, right, on up the there water. on the water, yes. right, and Jesus pulls Peter in, right? Yeah. Yes. And, 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 and so, you know, for, for someone that is um, not a believer, right, uh, to them this may seem to be like out of this world and there's no way anything like that can happen. Even as believers, we have faith that it did happen. Mm-hmm. However, we may be disconnected that uh, from how could something happen yes. like this, okay? And so the rules of quantum mechanics that God created himself, okay, if he created them, that means that he can use those tools to bring us closer to understanding that that indeed I can do this. Oh my. I brought Peter in. I can walk on water because these things are part of our realm in the quantum area. So this explains a lot when Jesus speaks to the disciples and he goes, oh, you of little faith. Like, for example, when, when Peter was, uh, when he beckoned Peter to come out and Peter actually was able to do that, there was a level of faith in Peter that was able to do that. And then he, and the Bible talks about Peter doubting, and all of a sudden he began to sink, and and Jesus then extended his hand, and then Peter regained his faith. The lack of faith can keep us away from supernatural miracles. Absolutely. Even the concept of faith, if you look at the concept of faith, what is it? It is, if we think about it as a way uh, to strengthen, right, uh, uh, our, our belief in God, it is actually what we're doing is we are measuring, it is we are intensifying the measurement of what God really is, right? Because when we project faith, right, we are, in a way, uh, solidifying, right, our reality. And the reality is God, okay? And just like when we pray for the dead, what are we really doing? We're keeping them alive. We're giving them the sense of holiness. And this is what we're talking about. Our connection to God is through this uh, consciousness that we have, our relationship with him, and this is part of why we pray as well, okay? Yes. It's because we want to be connected, and we want to have that uh, channel with him, which is all done through this concept of quantum rules that he himself has created. Yes. Mm-hmm. So God himself created the quantum rules, and that explains why he is can be outside of space and time, because he created space and time as a... a uh, a structure for us to uh, appreciate natural things, right. but there are also supernatural things, and we kind of, a lot of us in the, in the Christian faith we drag our feet about supernatural things we'd rather not. Yeah. But now is a time where, if you looked around the world, you need to see God's supernatural empowerment, and I believe uh, the whole fact that He's married quantum physics with the miracles of Jesus are for us to comprehend the times as they are, and we need to have a level of faith so that supernatural things can happen. No, yeah, I mean, it is completely, I mean, if you think about the concept of time itself, um, 
you know, in space-time, um, we have this idea of time dilation. And time in itself is not completely, uh, let's call it, uh, the same for everyone. Yes. Okay? And hence, when we understand that, then we start to see how can we be in one place at one time and then at the same time be at the same yes. place. Well, our concept of time, right, is not the same as what God has treated time. Time is for him something that he can do and will at my, whatever my. he wants to this do. This reminds me of Philip in, in the Bible. The Bible says, you know, Philip and the eunuch, for example, mm-hmm. all of a sudden he was at one place and then he was at another place. How do, how do the, those things happen? Quantum is the answer. Well, it is. And, and you know, we're going to talk some more yeah. about that, but let's also talk about some of the other miracles and how quantum has played and in the future and present may play a role as well. Hatham Allos, are you game for this? I'm game. I'm, I'm here. <laughs> so my listening friend, I told you it was going to get wild and crazy, yeah. but biblical at the same time, Hatham and I will be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on Praise with Kaz Taylor. Well, I'm back with a longtime friend, and I call him a genius. Sometimes I, I don't tell him to this, his face because if he's my tennis partner, I need to have him with his mind on the game. <laughs> Hatham Allos, Professor Hatham Allos, Chaldean Christian, quantum computing expert, Bible advocate, and uh, a guy who's helping us understand the supernatural, the miracles that are actually happening um, in the life and times of Jesus and that he handed the baton over to the disciples when he went away. And uh, that mantle uh, falls on us today and the miracles and things. A lot of times we as Christians go, the miracles were for back then, yes, but they are also for today if we understand God's plans and the quantum aspect of it. So, Hatham, you, you know, when you started talking about this, I, I started thinking about all these other different people in Jesus' life. And we, uh, off the air a moment ago, we started talking about Thomas, remember uh, Thomas, and um, he he doubted. He doubted in fact, Jesus. they called him the doubting, doubting Thomas. Doubting doubting Thomas. Thomas and so he said, Lord, I'm not going to believe that you're the resurrected Christ unless you show me, can prove it to me. Yeah. And, you know, the, the phrase that Jesus often uses is, oh, you of little faith. And Thomas at that juncture was a man of little faith, but Jesus was able to bolster his faith. And he said, now take your fingers mm-hmm. and stick them in my wounds. And all of a sudden, uh, doubting Thomas became believing Thomas. No, absolutely. I mean, you know, I just, I just kind of want to put this in perspective here. I mean, and then we'll, we'll, we'll come back to this particular example, because I think this this example really uh, shows us what what we are here for today, right? To help explain some of these things, I just want to kind of look at it. As I, if you recall, I mentioned that the idea of this particle wave duality, and what do I mean by that? Is the particle is the solid, right? And the idea that uh, particles can be energy waves if we don't have our measurement, our consciousness associated with that particle. It is strictly just an energy wave. Well, let's look at that particular example of Downing Thomas. Um, you know, Jesus said, um, he, uh, the, uh, Downing Thomas doubted Jesus. Jesus says, come feel my hand, yes. right? Feel the scab that I had on the cross. Um, what happened there is that uh, with that faith, Downing Thomas was able to see Jesus as a whole, as someone holy, he was solidified 
to Thomas. Yes. He saw him as reality, right? And that connection between his faith, his strength and faith, is transformed what I would perceive as the energy of God into something real for Thomas. And that's the key here, is the disciples relating to someone like a God, like Jesus, um, and them understanding through faith is Jesus becoming real for them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so now you're saying that a per, what do you talk about? If somebody has faith, but somebody in the same room and same time frame does not have faith, then then it it impacts, it impacts reality. It does. It impacts reality. Just like what I mentioned about the particle wave duality, right? If we don't have faith, then what you really see is blur, right? Uh, we don't really see the reality of true uh, consciousness um, that we that we ourselves can get connected to. And it's not going to mean much to us. But through faith, through our belief, what we are doing is we are putting energy into making that a real thing. Yes. Uh, and us, we can connect to it through that way. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, as I'm... I'm thinking about all these things, and I'm mm-hmm. going, doubt takes away from faith. Yes. And doubt changes, you know, we're so used to faith time, a space-time continuum, yeah. that we put doubt in supernatural things, it's going to stay, you know, it's going to be kind of an abstract, it, it, faith, the space and time it tends to be the issue, the, the thing, and the quantum miracles are minimized as a result of my doubt. Exactly. I mean, you know, that's exactly what doubt is, right? For non-believers that are out there, uh, is that uh, doubt, what it does, it presents uh, chaos. It presents broodiness, right? And through our, um, through our faith, through our uh, ability to believe in something, right, then once we believe in something, then that, be, that strengthens the reality of what are part of reality. Yes. And that's the whole idea is that it's not uncommon for uh, a lot of successful people, a lot of people that have had great success in life, is that they have the idea of projecting uh, a reality. Yes. And, and, and through through faith, through belief, right? Famous uh, sports players, right? They believe they can do something. My. And they made that into reality. This is very similar to what we're talking about when it comes to Jesus when it comes to his miracles, when it comes to his disciples attempting to connect with him. And remember, these disciples were not educated people, mm-hmm. right? And so the barrier was big, was was quite large. Yes. Um, but through the Holy Spirit, and this Ooh. is something that we'll, I think we'll end up talking about later, is that that connection was made through the Holy Spirit to solidify God as being the one who he says he is. Yes. And that was the whole point, and that's... That was what Jesus accomplished with doubting Thomas when he said, come and look and feel. Right. Right? That was the moment of true faith. Yes, and him. Peter, when he started looking away from Jesus and Jesus' uh, uh, directive, mm-hmm. he started sinking in the water from walking on the water. And then Jesus had to extend his hand. And, uh, and at that juncture, uh, I guess you could say Peter's face, faith was enjoined again, and he was able to walk on the water again. Exactly. And so, you know, you look at that particular example again with Peter. Why did he start to sink? It's because his faith 
right? He was uh, was diminishing. That's right. And so space time, space, space, space time, time blurred. <laughs> it, it went from particle to a kind of this energy wave that could not hold him as uh, a solid. So, so, okay? so basically, quantum was diminished, and uh, space and time was beginning to take. Re- take real effect, and the mir- the miracle of Christ was minimized as a result of that. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, what really what it comes down to is this: is that faith through the Holy Spirit, it is what makes reality the reality. It is the more faith you have, the more power you inject into our reality world, and the more power that you connect it to. Yes, uh, because it is a collective consciousness. Ooh, I like and, it, and and so. We're at this age right now where we can understand this now, okay? We are, I, we are the doorsteps of God's mansion. And, Say and, that again. That's uh, beautiful. We, he, we are his doorsteps. Imagine us being in the forest, and we are going through this forest to find God, and God is revealing some paths for us through science and quantum and saying, I know now that once you understand this, that I am here, I will embrace you, you are going to be at my doorsteps, and I will accept you with a hug, a big oh, hug. I love it. I love it. And yeah. I have some things that we're going to share in the next in the in the next hour about Holy Spirit. But one of the things that, one of the things that just absolutely came to mind is in Mark six, uh, uh, chapter six, verse three through five. It talks about Jesus being in Galilee in his own hometown, mm-hmm. and he went about to do miracles. But the Bible says that he could not do many miracles because of the lack of faith of the people that were around him. Yeah. And, he, and the Bible says that he healed a few sick people. But which, you know, to me, that's pretty dagnab good. But to Jesus, he wanted to do a magnificent miracle. And the doubt of the people surrounding him restrained him from doing those miracles. And basically, are you saying that that's because he was thinking on a quantum mentality and his disciples had. Ha- O ye of little faith, and those who were surrounding him doubted the, that these things could happen. Therefore, uh, the 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 supernatural was diminished or restrained as a result of people's lack of faith. Absolutely. I mean, we wow. can think of it. We can kind of take it down to a simple example, right? Faith is the fuel, right? Ooh. Faith is the fuel that can create quantum fluctuations. And it's kind of like uh, the Back to the Future movie, right? Where <laughs> where you have to have enough fuel for you yes. to get back into the future, right? This is the same thing. Faith is the energy, the fuel that can actually initiate a quantum quantum fluctuation. And that's what Jesus was alluding to. He was saying, I, 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 want to, I can make these miracles, but what's around me, even though my power, even though he could have done it, yes. but he wanted to test the people, that's good. right? And their faith, he says, I need you to believe. I need you to build up that energy reserve, Right. And actually allow me through you, right, for this miracle to happen. He could have done it himself, but he he let the collective be a part of it. And this is where there was low faith and he was having a difficult time oh, doing my, it. My, mm-hmm. my. You know, it reminds me sometimes instances where Jesus and later on the disciples, uh, when they were going to be healing somebody, and they asked the people that were unbelievers to leave the room. That's right. So that only the believers were there. That meant that the, that the environment was prone to quantum mentality, if you will, or prone to the supernatural. You know, oh, ye of little faith. Everybody with little faith, get out of the room because we're going to do some stuff. Exactly. I mean, even, <laughs> I mean, today we practice this. Yes. Right. It's called being in the mass. It's called praying for our dead. It's called being in a in a Christian uh, ministry. 
right? Yes. Where we are listening to the to the pastors and inspiring us. What is that? That is all collective faith. Oh, I love okay? it. And when you do that, you're able to project uh, quantum fluctuations, let's call them, uh-huh. right? where uh, our prayers can heal others. Oh, that's good. That's remote, for yes. example. Right? This is not out of the realm of what quantum mechanics teaches us, that these are very real things. Yes. Okay? And you said, you mentioned Holy Spirit, and from your observation of this, especially being a believer, Holy Spirit plays a key role in the bolstering of one's faith. You know, it is. I mean, you know, I, I've always reread, I, I love the Bible, and, and especially when the wind comes in mm. to the disciples, and they were, they, were fear, they were in fear, they were being hunted, um, they were, there was a time for them uh, when they had all this doubt. Yes. And then the wind of the Holy Spirit comes in. And what happened there? Mm-hmm. Right? What happened to me, at least, is that looking at it on a, from a, even from a science point of view, is that what actually happened there is that they connected with this faith that is, allows them to be able to connect it to creating quantum fluctuations oh my. where they can go out and they can heal people. My, my. They can go out and start being in one place and another. I mean, uh, it, it doesn't even... It's Paul not, and Silas in, in the prison, and then all of a sudden the gates were open and they walked, walked through them. I mean, oh, so many different things that are going on that the disciples were able to do, interestingly enough, after Jesus left and he handed the baton to them. No, it is. I mean, <laughs> how else can you explain this? There's nothing else to explain this. Before understanding of quantum mechanics... We couldn't really understand why this could happen, but understanding the rules of what we with quantum mechanics, it tells us that yes, our ability to create these quantum fluctuations through this energy, let's we're calling it Holy Spirit, uh, scientific you know uh, sense, right? It'd be it'd be the energy that we're talking about. Yeah, but we know as believers what that is. We know it's Holy exactly, Spirit exactly. And so, the when we talk about faith. It really comes down to semantics, right? Uh, and so we need to be able to differentiate between uh, what we believe and also, I'm not saying that science goes against religion, but at the same time, to me, if you marry the two, you start to look at our belief, our, um, our uh, lexicon mm-hmm. of religion uh, in a totally different way yes. and actually start to say, you know what, I I, I, yes, I, the Holy Spirit came in. It, it, it inspired these disciples to go out there, and it inspired them to do quantum fluctuations, yes. which we perceive as miracles. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that is very important, we're in the next whole next hour, we're going to talk yeah. about this in greater detail, but uh, as many as believed gave he the power to become the sons of God. It's, it's a group thing. It's not <clears throat> my individual faith, and I can handle this. Thank you very much. I mean, in some instances, God... Uh, um, uh, honors an individual's faith for like that, but the more you get believers together that have a like precious faith and can believe for something, then you can you have every supernatural right to expect that to happen, but allow God to actually define what that looks like. But I mean, w- that means that you and I, as believers listening to Holy Spirit, we're a, pow- a powder keg of supernatural things if we can figure out how to have it. And, you know, in the Bible says we're in God's image. I love it. You know, in the next segment, God gave me some truths about this, uh, dealing with, you know, his, Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. And we, he, Jesus, while he was there, he was able to put his hand forth to, to Peter and, and pull, pull him up. But Jesus left, 
and he left the Holy Spirit uh, so that the disciples could do this um, basically through Holy Spirit with Jesus directing Holy Spirit from a totally different location. Can we talk more about that? Absolutely. My, my listening friend, you're about ready to hear something God gave me about this year, 2022, in the Bible, and it has everything to do with the supernatural miracles of Christ and quantum physics. Haytham Allos and I will discuss that when we come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. I'll tell the world. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. Well, hello, my listening friends. I hope you are in, enticed and encouraged by the uh, revelation that you're getting today. Many, some of you may have a sense of this, and many of you may have known it in your heart of hearts, but you didn't know how to put words to it. I think uh, my dear friend, Haytham Allos, uh, Chaldean Christian, a quantum computing expert, a Bible advocate. He's a professor. He's an instructor as well. So, Haytham, uh, thank you for sharing some insights on that. It's remarkable. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> my pleasure. My pleasure. We had lunch not long ago, and I shared with you what God gave me when we were talking about the content of quantum physics. Right. Let me let me share that because I know you have some insights on this. Right. And we're talking about the power of Holy Spirit. Absolutely. So, and l- listen to this my friend because I believe this is a, a supernatural thing that God downloaded to me that talks about this year, 2022, from a Gregorian calendar point of view, but it also speaks about what God wants to do with his kids in these literal days. Hatham, I was uh, praying about Jesus and the and power and I had a guest on a previous show that was talking about the supernatural powers of God through Holy Spirit and I and I got to contemplating that and I said, you know, Lord, it reminds me of when you uh, were in the in, in um, the book of John in the gospel that talked about Jesus uh, when he was died, buried, and resurrected from the dead. He did some works uh, for. For like 40 days with his disciples, this was not the Jesus that was walking the earth. This was the Jesus who was the resurrected, fully empowered, fully glorified Jesus that was meeting with the disciples after his resurrection for 40 days. Yeah. So in this context, Kaz, uh, you're absolutely right. In this context, you have the concept of time. And in the world of quantum, time doesn't have to go forward. It can go backwards. Time can be... A person could be in the future or could be in the past at the same time. Wow. So this is all proven by science. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. So so put, l- listen to this, my friends. I'm going to give you this scripture, and I, I didn't get this revelation until I actually put everything together about God and God's calendar and God's plans. But in, in, in the book of John, chapter 20, I said I, there was an instance that happened. I wanted to remind myself of that. So I looked in the book of John, chapter 20, um, <clears throat> and in verse 22, it says, he talked about the peace of God be unto you, and the Father sent me, even so am I in the process of sending you. Mm-hmm. Jesus said that. And then listen to what he did, my friends, and pay close attention. It says, and when he had said this, uh, he breathed on them and said unto them, receive the Holy Ghost. In other words, Jesus, this wasn't, this wasn't Acts chapter 2, uh, you know, when the Holy Spirit descended in, in, in the upper room kind of a thing. This was before that. This was the 40 days that Jesus spent time with the disciples after his resurrection, mm-hmm. but preceding, I mean, after his death, uh, and these disciples knew the Jesus who was walking the earth, but they were just about ready to get a taste of the Jesus who not only walked the earth, but also ascended into heaven and also desires us to have that intimate supernatural knowledge as well. He, 
hate them. He breathed on them, and he said, receive the Holy Ghost. Right. Wow. It's, and, it's, and wait, just a second here. And I looked at the scripture, and I yeah. said, this is John 20. 22, and we are in 2022. So to me, that was God saying, I just dropping this nugget in here. So in 2022, it's time to you for you to activate my Holy Spirit and watch and see what you and I can do supernaturally. Hate them. No, no, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it is a great thing. I mean, it is uh, amazing that in, 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 in that we're in 2022 today, and, and, and Jesus breathed on his disciples. And the idea this, that, that this breath Right, can actually do so much, and if we look at it again, going back to the uh, quantum world, what does that really mean? What is that? What is that? What did that do? Right, and and I was the way I think about the Holy Spirit is many of us are familiar with the concept of, for example, superconductors. Right, yes. the, the 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 Holy Spirit is the ultimate superconductor. Right, <laughs> it, it has so no good. loss, has no friction. Um, and it is very rare, right, to keep it stable. However, if you think about the Holy Spirit and why the Holy Spirit is the key, it is the component of our, is a pillar of our faith, yeah. is because the Holy Spirit, from the day that it was given to man from God till today, it has stayed constant. Yeah. It has not diminished. It has stayed pure. It, is, it, is, it has not gone a loss from friction or anything. It is as potent as it was from the day that Jesus breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Yes. It is a superconductor of life. Mm-hmm. Ooh, let me extrapolate that a little bit more and say it is also the same when when God, in Ezekiel, it talks about God breathing uh, on the dry bones and they had life. It is also like God, Father, God, Son, God, Holy Spirit, they breathed in the nostrils of man, and man became a living soul. So that that same breath is the same breath that manifested itself in the prophetical book of Ezekiel, but also in the beginning, very beginning of time, God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, breathed upon the nostrils of Adam, and Adam became a living soul. There it is right there. No, absolutely. And, you know, I want to take that example, actually, you know, if you think about what I said about the idea of particle wave duality, again, I keep coming back to yes. that. When something is a particle, that means it is, is it cannot be changed. It's a solid, yeah. right? However, when something is an energy wave, it can be molded into any kind of matter that it can be. And when we tap into the world of quantum fluctuations, I can take something and I can make something else out of it. Right when um, you know in Adam and Eve story, right? Yes. Took the rib from a man Ooh. from Adam, right? Yes. And made woman. Sure. Okay. This these are very powerful images, but the fact is, is that when we go into the particle wave duality, is that matter can be transformed. It is not. It is not constant, and this is where we have to put our minds to that God has the ability to create these and has tapped into the molding structure of matter. Oh, my. He has that power. My. So it brings much more credence to a scripture that says, if you have the faith the size of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be moved and cast on the sea, and it can, and it can be. In other words, <clears throat> if you've got the faith, the actions can be there from a quantum perspective. Absolutely. I mean, that's amazing. You know, think of yourself as, um, you know, there, there, of course, there's atomic energy, right? Sure. Um, you know, there's a concept of fusion. That uh, that the sun it creates energy through fusion, through very small matter, you can have abundance of energy. My right, and and what God is telling us, God is telling us, faith 
create that small amount of faith or whatever faith you can have, strengthen it, because that is very potent. It has tremendous amount of energy that you can actually use for your everyday life. Oh, my. So, you know, a lot of people go, you know, we believe in God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and that's all wonderful and good. But many believers have a tendency, and I can fall prey to being among those in my past as well, say, okay, and that was good, and the miracles of the Bible are good, but that was for then, and we're in the now. In in other words, if you were talking about it from a space-time versus quantum perspective, many people are saying, uh, I'm going to stay in the space and time continuum, thank you very much, because I'm not comfortable with the supernatural. But God is saying, I've already given you the ground rules for space and time, but also for quantum miracles, but you need to step into it. No, absolutely. I mean, you have the last three decades, if you think about what has been revealed to mankind, the black hole, we were able to actually picture a black hole. I mean, just the concept of what God has created, you can fit millions of black of the suns into this black hole. It is, it is by far a miracle in itself, right? The whole idea of space-time, the way that we perceive it, it is very different from what it really is. Yes. Okay. And that's and that's what God is showing us. My, mm-hmm. my, my, my. You know, in the in the next segment, I want to talk a little bit more about you because you mentioned in the segment before this, you mentioned Holy Spirit coming upon the disciples and, and and tongues from heaven and things like that, and they were able to do supernatural things, and that was after Jesus had already had breathed on their nostrils beforehand mm-hmm. uh, when he was first resurrected for forty days. And then they waited for 10 days for the Holy Spirit to come. And then the Holy Spirit did that to the rest of the believers that were in that upper room. Absolutely. And we want to talk a little bit more about how that relates to us. With Jesus is not necessarily tangibly walking with us, but Holy Spirit is here. Yeah. And so we need to rethink our limitations or lack thereof. Yeah. Can we talk about yeah, that in the can, next segment? Absolutely. I'm, with I'm, I'm here. <laughs> I'm with Hatham Allos, a quantum genius, genius and a guy who loves God. We'll talk more about this and other things when Haytham Allos and Kaz come right back. More Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next on K-Praise. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Welcome back, my friends. If we've stirred you up a little bit, well, that's good. If we've stirred up faith within you, my friends, that's even better because faith is really, faith and hope and love are really three main conduits through which Holy Spirit works and his power is clearly seen. Hatham Allos is with me. He's a remarkable quantum lover, but he's a great lover of God and Chaldean background and he's a professor as well. I mean, just a remarkable friend. And you've, you've stirred a lot of people up right now, Haytham Allos. You know, we, we talked about in the last segment how Jesus, and I went to uh, John chapter 20, verse 22, and al- aligned that with the year 2022. And is that God telling us that this, this year, 2022, is a year for miracles if we will allow those miracles to come to pass? Yeah. And so one of the things you were talking about before I even got into the 2022 component was you said, and remember when the disciples were in the upper room and Holy Spirit was upon them and they had this great power. Why don't we take, we've, okay, let's take it where the disciples 
had met some of them had met with Jesus during before this after his resurrection mm-hmm. and he breathed his breath upon them and said receive the holy spirit or the holy ghost and these so these disciples they had it before they went to the upper room right so they were actually basically a conduit or well, uh, what do you what do you call it? The the starting the, fuel fuel yeah. for the other disciples in the upper room. So let's talk about the Holy Spirit infilling in the upper room. You had some great insights. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, it, it was the critical mass. Let's call it the critical mass that really, when they went up to the room, right, and they were able to share their Holy Spirit. But going back to this idea of the Holy Spirit, yes, right, and we talked about purity, and Jesus breathed onto them. Mm. When you breathe and they receive the Holy Spirit, the the connection between Jesus and his followers Mm. at that time is that conduit we talked about uh, uh, like a superconductor, right? Is that it is a superconductor that we don't see. However, it is pure energy that was connecting Jesus with his followers. And that energy has not diminished till today. And when the other disciples that had received that energy, they became the catalyst, let's oh, call it. I like it. Okay? Uh, anything that can ex- can has an explosion, everything that has an explosive effect has to have a critical mass and a catalyst. They came in there, and through God and his pureness and his conductivity of this Holy Spirit, that du- is still acting on yes. us today. Dunamis is what the Scripture talks about, yes, the, ex- the explosive power of the Holy Spirit within you. Uh, that makes so much sense. And when you have, a bu- you know, I would like to hang out with you in a lot of different places because you and I have a, 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 a like precious faith. There's a, there's a level of faith where certain things can, uh, God can intervene in, with people that have this level of faith. And my listening friend, if you are around and you see turmoil and difficult things, grab a friend who also has a nice dose of Holy Spirit and go out and see what Holy Spirit does not only to you, but through you to other people. Yeah. Your, whole, your faith is the gas tank of your Holy Spirit. Yes. Your faith is the idea, your ability to believe in him. Yes. That is your fuel. That is your gas tank for living life um, in such purity and being able to be connected to that pure energy. Oh my! And 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 Kaz, I mean, um, you know, I know we talked about the idea of uh, of, of 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 a glow and this uh, and and then and that, you know, where does science tell us about supernatural things that can glow? Okay, right? so you're talking. Are you ta- are you going back to what people in some TV shows would say? Um, uh, the Big Bang or the Big Bang Theory yeah, and things like yeah. that? Yeah, I mean, you know, God through his almighty yes. and this energy that we are speaking about, his powerfulness, is that the Big Bang is a quantum fluctuation that happened. And in scientific terms, it defied all logic, all many rules of how we perceive reality. And the idea that we could be in space and time and you can have things that go faster than the speed of light. It was a yes, huge yes, expansion yes. of space. So, <clears throat> and it was a big glow. I love that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I think um, our engineer and I, we're going to have some fun pulling some of these things together as he edits this. Because my listening friend, you need to know that what you're hearing right now is going to be in a podcast form in a couple of days. And you can actually find this by going to www.kprz.com. 
com and look under the podcast and then you can find my show and you can find this show and so many others. So how much, how are we doing time-wise? My, we have, we have a couple minutes left here, uh, Haytham, in, the, in this. You know, you talk about the, the quantum physics and the Big Bang Theory. Um, there's a glow that happens to, you know, it's, I, I was thinking about the whole glow component and uh, Stephen, when he was being going to be killed, at the, uh, the Bible says he had the glow like, uh, like an angel, basically. And, uh, and it reminds me of so many scriptures in Isaiah and, and other scriptures in the Old Testament and New. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good work and glorify your Father which is in heaven. That glow, we presume to be just a symbolic thing. But what happens if that glow is a real glow? It is, and I know that this phenomena of the glow. Um, in fact, some people even near death, they've had. There's some evidence that they see this glow as well. Um, and when they see Mary or Jesus, uh, this particular glow, it has a very unique signature. And what I want to say to the listeners is that this has happened in our history. It's called the beginning of the universe. Oh my! God created our universe and possibly others. But God created our universe with this glow, this unique glow. Yes. And it was a massive explosion. And this glow uh, can actually still be detected today. My, right? Yes. It is. It is called the residence, the magnetic residence of the Big Bang. My, my. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm just going back to, I'm thinking about this glow was actually showed itself in, you know, obviously in the Big Bang and the creation of all these different things, but also in the interactions with God and mankind. I'm thinking about Moses in the tabernacle of Moses. When he was with God, the Bible says that his face glowed, and so it was glowing so much that the earthbound believers could not handle the The saints or the, the Jews, uh, believers in God, could not handle it, so he had to put it— <laughs> <laughs> Here it comes, a mask over his face. I mean, where are we now yeah. to hide things? Um, but God wants us to be unmasked, if you will, in a natural and spiritual sense as well, because he wants the glow or the glory of God to be seen through us. It happened in Moses' day, and in Daniel it talks about, they that are wise shall shine forth like the firmament. Uh, 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 so And arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. What happens if there's a natural glow to go along with the spiritual implications of a glow, so peace, uh, uh, people will actually be glowing in a po- positive way. I mean, that's remarkable. It is. If you think about human beings, uh, Moses had a direct channel to God. He had a conduit. Yes. He had a superconducting conduit and was pure energy from God to him. And if you think of mankind as a, as a bulb, as a fluorescent bulb <laughs> or uh, an LED bulb, I get where um, you're going here. It's great. It, 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 through faith, through God's energy and power, through this superconducting conduit that we establish with God and the people of faith, yes, they can tra- they can transfer that to us if we establish that conduit. Oh, I like it. To that person, but also, you know, what do you call it when when the, when a light you can a thermostat or whatever it is that you can increase the brightness mm-hmm. or not. The, the more peop- brothers and sisters you have that have faith, the, the more Holy Spirit energy is flowing through them so that the brightness can be even increased. Uh, the more, you ha- the more uh, believers you have in harmony with one another, and all of a sudden, uh, 
you know, light overcomes the darkness. The enemy has to flee when he sees the brightness of God through God's kids. It is. It is the way it is, Kaz. And that energy, that glow, to me, is healing power. Oh, I love it. It's healing power. Yes. And when we pray, when we are together and we have this collective faith, we are creating this healing power to heal uh, the world of sickness, to try to heal the world of sickness and of wars, especially these times that we have today. It has never been more important than to channel this energy, this pure conduction of of God's will upon reality that we see today in establishing harmony and peace. Oh, I love it. Oh, another Mm -hmm. example just flashed into my brain. When Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration, the Bible says, and this is another quantum thing, that Moses and Elijah were seen with them by the disciples, Mm -hmm. and they glowed. Mm -hmm. There was a brightness that happened because Holy Spirit, you know, I mean, there was... Speaking of the space-time continuum, that was blown away because you had Moses from a different era and Elijah from a different era, both in the Old Testament, appearing with Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration, and they glowed with the brightness of the Holy Spirit. Are you kidding me? Wow. As I said, as I mentioned before, that in the quantum is that time has no forward or backwards. It is actually uh, a very uh, part of quantum for uh, past and the present to interact with each other, to coexist. Wow. Can we talk more about that? But my listening friend, I think I'm going to induce uh, Haytham into another point of view, too, and that is you, you talk about uh, positive energy, but there's also negative energy that can be applied, or shall we say misapplied, and we know God is, God is the father of light, but Satan can manifest himself as an angel of light as well. What does that look like, and what does the counterfeit look like compared to the real thing? We're going to talk more about that when Haytham Allos and Kaz come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to a radio show of quantum proportions. (laughs) Ethan Malos is with me. He is a lover of quantum physics. He's a, a quantum programmer, a computer programmer. He's a, a lover of uh, the Lord, and uh, he's a professor. He's a, a, I would call him a Bible advocate per se, and uh, so many other things. You're blowing my mind, Haytham, about this whole quantum component. And, 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 you know, we spent the whole first hour talking about quantum physics as it relates to the miracles of Jesus but then you said an, a curious comment about it can be abuser. Depends on the other people's point of view. If it's not driven by faith and Holy Spirit, it, it, but quantum is still valid, so somebody can abuse it or misuse it. Yeah, we have. You know, God has given us free will. Yes, and as part of that deal of free will, we can take something and turn it into ungodly things. We see this. Uh, in many ways. For example, uh, the, cons- the the whole idea of atomic energy. It was meant to produce, to provide the world with free energy, with useful energy. But we know where, where that has gone yes. through through uh, Satan and his followers and, and what, what that can do, that atomic power can do to people. And hence, we have to choose. And uh, we have to choose. And we have a choice yes. uh, to embrace... Uh, to embrace God and his faith and, and, to, and establish a channel, the superconducting channel to him, 
mm-hmm. that is pure and unrelentless. It is um, something that can guide us, that can give us perspective on the world that we live in today that God has em- give, has embraced us with uh, and try to understand it, yes. really. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about, in the last segment I talked about, Satan can show himself as an angel of light as well. And you get to thinking about that. Uh, Satan's other name is Lucifer, and Lucifer is, it, it, there's a word that's luminescence. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luce, L-U-C-E, is a word that has to do with light in some languages as well. So there is a light source that is not a godly light source that the en- enemy can uh, use. And if you're a, a bystander, you go, oh my, I mean, this angel of that's showing himself as an angel of light, there's some validity there, and you realize that he has quantum physics in his DNA, if you will, uh, and he can abuse it. If you think uh, Lucifer was an angel, right? And um, <clears throat> and so we have to assume that he has this ability to conduct uh, quantum fluctuations. Yes. Uh, for him to have the power to do this to and, and, and guide his followers in those paths that we see as being ungodly. Yes, but the thing that concerns me, there are a lot of people that are in the nether, in the between area right there that when they see uh, miracles happening, they're going to credit that to God instead of godlessness, and that they can be trapped. If, if you know, if you're not really aware of Holy Spirit and Holy Spirit saying, "Whoa, pull back," that's not the case. Uh, you you you're going to fall. You can almost innocently fall prey to it. But God, God's trying to pull, always pull you back to his supernatural rather than the enemy's counterfeit. Yeah, and sometimes um, even Jesus said that there'll be others that come in, in, in my name Ooh. and they will be, uh, they will be uh, false prophets. Yes. And as human beings, we have to be able to differentiate uh, the power that we see, the supernatural uh, sometimes that we see around us and be able to understand. This is why understanding quantum physics is so important, is because when you look at uh, things that happen that are supernatural, you have to be able to assess, is this something for the good of humankind? Is this for, for the good of the environment? And, 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 and decipher whether it's something that is done by Lucifer and his, and his followers. You know, you, you actually quoted uh, Matthew 24, verse 24, mm-hmm. and it says... Uh, during that time frame, and my friends, it's very likely that we're in that time frame now. And it says, For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets, and they shall show great signs and wonders, so much so that if it were possible, it would even deceive uh, the very elect. And But he says, don't believe them, because um, uh, they say, go here or go there, because Christ is here, Christ is there. Do not believe them. Because these are false signs, and the danger in these days, my listening friend, is for us to accredit, you know, the false signs to the real signs. But also, if you look into Scripture and eschatology, you realize there's two forces going on in the last days, and I think we're in them. There's one where Moses and Elijah are showing forth God's miracles and mighty wonders, and then the uh, Antichrist and the false prophet are doing similar Miracles, and if you don't, if you're not seated in the right direction, you can fall prey to this. Yeah, I mean, we talked about the idea of the glow. Um, you know, Jesus is the only one and His power that is able to produce this glow. What does Satan? 
what, what is the glow of Satan? Yeah, well, right. A level of luminescence, but it's it's not. It's, it's kind of like batteries versus the sun. Exactly. <laughs> it, exactly. And and that's one of the things that we have to be able to understand is the faith. The strength of faith produces this luminous that is able to help us to understand that these are godly things. Yes. But when we see fire, when we see evil uh, at work, where people are getting hurt, where uh, where there's a lot of suffering, that we know that that's not the glow. That's nearly the, the glow that, that God is projecting. It, oh is, it is the work of Satan. My. Mm-hmm. You know, there, you've opened up so many things. My listening friend, a lot of things that you and I put on the shelf because we didn't really comprehend the supernatural. Now is the time for us to realize the supernatural is really the only thing that's going to save us from these dire straits in which we find ourselves. And the supernatural, we go, okay, well, I'm going to sit back and I'm going to watch God do a supernatural thing, and that's fine. But what happens if the Lord is saying, are you kidding me? I've trained you up to kind of be the vessel or the conduit for the supernatural. All you have to do is have the faith and be horizontally connected with other believers who have a similar faith and then look out world. You know, the scripture says, do not be ignorant of the devices of the enemy. Uh, Maybe in the last segment, we can talk more about this as well, because I I know we are in pivotal times and God's supernatural needs to take effect. I think of myself as, we can think of ourselves as antennas of God's will, right? (laughs) If if this was a cellular network and we uh, we had all these antennas that are connected to God, then we would have great coverage. Let me ask you a question. If, yes. he, if we, if it's a computer network and it's not connected to God, he, the enemy can do supernatural seeming things because he has a, he has a power over uh, electronics when Jesus has power through Holy Spirit. There's a difference between Jesus' Holy Spirit as being the, as being the helper versus abuse of electronics being the server. And so you have the server versus the helper. And if you're not aware of the difference between the two, you can get caught up in one and not the other. You can, and you can. And I hate to, I mean, sometimes we use these analogies <laughs> and uh, of technology and God, and I know this may seem kind of weird, but you can almost think of Satan as the hacker oh. of technology, right? Of, of <laughs> That's God, no, of, very yeah, good. Right? Exactly. Uh, God is the power that brings great... Just like the internet, it brings great things to people. Oh, absolutely. Right? But you have hackers that are coming in trying to do evil things. Ooh. And so it is that kind of an image that I think about yes. uh, in terms of uh, this, this, this connectedness, connectedness to God through this superconducting Holy Spirit that we mentioned earlier in the, in the segment. Oh, oh my. Mm-hmm. That is so good. That is so good. And a hacker. Oh, that is so good, Hatham. Mm-hmm. My listening friend, God gives us natural things to understand supernatural things. And Hatham has opened our eyes onto both the natural and the supernatural. And he's given us a point of view dealing with, you know, a, a, a space time. We're, we're all comfortable with space time. We know it gets dark at a certain time. We go take go to sleep and then wake up in the next morning. We know these different things that are going to happen in a space time continuum. But as soon as God enters in the quantum component, there's a lot more power that we uh, can expect supernatural things. But also, we'll be empowered. We are empowered to do these. Wow. You know, and we've got one more segment to go after the commercial break. I'd like to spend just a little bit more time forewarning people about the strategies of the enemy to throw us off track. But I want to spend the last part of it, Hatham, um, basically uh, speaking to our friends. And maybe if you could say, do you remember that you, you t- you're a Chaldean Christian? Is there a, a Heavenly Father prayer that you can pray to close the show? 
Yeah, I can. And now I can say it in Aramaic. And I think that people might be interested in hearing the true uh, language of Jesus. <laughs> and um, we can certainly say a small prayer in that language. Yes. Uh, and I think that would be uh, something that I would enjoy. Okay. Well, I'm going to, I just forewarned you that we're going to go there in the last, the end of the last segment. My mm-hmm. listening friend, Haytham Allos and I were having a great time um, embracing God through his Holy Spirit. And I think <clears throat> God says, call unto me and I will show you things that you do not know. I believe he's showing us some things that we hadn't really considered, especially between space-time continuum and quantum versus, uh, you know, the church age mentality versus the coming kingdom age. He wants us to be equipped for the kingdom age when we are ruling and reigning with him for a thousand years. Haytham Allos and I will close this conversation and uh, give you a prayer in... um, how Chaldean? It will be in Aramaic. Okay. In true Aramaic. Oh, to close the show, we'll come right back. Yeah. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. Hello, my friends. This is the last segment for Haytham Allos and I. Um, Haytham Allos, a Chaldean Christian, you're going to hear a little bit more about that at the close of the show when he invokes a, a, a prayer in the original Aramaic language. Uh, but right now, we want to just kind of tie some of the loose strings together. And Haytham, we've been talking about quantum physics and, and the space-time continuum and how one is a transition into the other. Space and time give way to quantum physics, especially in the the arena of miracles and the supernatural. So, Haytham, I, you you made a statement. I'm going to use that as a springboard into this. When you talked about into this segment, you talked about uh, Holy Spirit is spirit powered, and, and you, the Satan is basically the hacker. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that insight. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 you know, we think about the concept of hacking. What it does is it really brings evil, right, to the to the concept of uh, our internet and and all the good things we can do with it. And to me, uh, the people that follow the faith of Satan, uh, they are creating creating mischief oh, in, yes. in our everyday life. And we spend a lot of time and effort and resources, uh, you know, trying to deal with these mischiefs. And the problem is a person can almost innocently, I, I know they have a conscience and things like that, but almost innocently fall prey to these kind of things and get into that without really counting the cost of the damage that you're doing to other people. Let me give you two scriptures, and I, I have a sense where you're going to go when I give you this last one. But the Bible says in Colossians chapter 2, to beware uh, lest any man spoil you through vain philosophies and vain uh, uh, through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men and after the rudiments of the world and not after Christ. So uh, we really need, as a believer, we need to be rooted and uh, embracing Christ. But here's the one that I think is going to be a good springboard to you to get into what you just talked about. First Timothy 6.20 says, uh, keep that which is committed to your trust, avoiding profane and vain babblings and oppositions of science falsely so-called, and then you you, you talk about um, your language and things like that. You had a great insight about people using language properly or misusing it and the damage or empowerment that it can bring. Share that. Yeah, I mean, the, the idea that uh, what we speak and how we speak and how we do our declarations. Yes, it has quantum impact. It has quantum impact directly to how reality is positioned in front of us, and, and what we are allowed to connect to. And 
the idea that us human beings are in God's image, what does that really mean? That means we're conduits. Ooh. We are, again, I'm going to use the analogy of the, of the internet, we are the routers, right? <laughs> that, that route traffic um, and uh, godly routers route godly things, Ooh. right? And they're allowed to f- flow freely. Yes. And this is really what we as human beings, when we create um, ourselves and connect to God, through the Holy Spirit. And that we're created this, in His image and likeness. We are created in His We can be, the, we have sometimes conceptions about people. Uh, we may describe them a certain way, we may like something about them, we may hate something about them, but we forget that they are image of God, they're mm. powerful beings. They can harness the power of faith and this energy of God's energy and His Holy Spirit and be able to connect to others with it. The more that we have this connectivity, the more power we have to do good in this world. Oh my, that, that mm-hmm. really it, it convicts a lot of people, me included, about sometimes, you know, under my breath I may th- say something about somebody who's a believer and I just go, oh, I can't, I don't believe that. You know, and those, those are words that have power. Words do have power. But if, if we are using words to edify and uplift somebody, in a way it's actually uh, putting our faith into their best uh, representation. I mean, in, in other words, if I speak b- benevolent and good, wonderful, kind things to you, it, it, not only to you personally, but in other people's presence, that when you hear about, you know, Kaz was talking about you and he has nothing but great things to say, all of a sudden, or I say it to you, all of a sudden it bol- bolsters you, your relationship with others and with the Lord, and it empowers you. And you can do, you know, like a coach, coach uh, coaching a person who has the skill set with a little bit of de- self doubt, you can do this. I've seen you do this in practice. Ten times. It's, it's, it really, you're able to create something that's greater than the sum. And, and, and only, only powerful things can do that. And when you think positively, when you connect yourself with God, God's given you the ability to create quantum fluctuations. Say that, that again. You know, some people, if they hadn't heard this show, they would go, what in the world is he talking about? But people that have been listening, they understand what you've said. Say that again. That God has given you the ability to create, to have power, that can create supernatural things. Uh-huh. And through your faith in him and his energy of the Holy Spirit that you're able to harness in good faith, then you're able to have this power to motivate people, to change people's lives, to think and alter the world in a way that is bigger than yourself. Oh, Hatham. Mm-hmm. That is so good. You know that there are a lot of people right now that are listening to this show, and I think the lights are going. And I guess maybe the analogy of lights are is good. Their lights are going on right now. The you you you've basically been a conduit of elect, Holy Spirit electricity into their lives lives through your words and your positive insights. Um, and let, I'm just Holy Spirit. Where do you want us to go with this right now? You're you're hovering right now. You can be as we know every place all at the same time. So Holy Spirit, you are not only in the presence of we in the studio, but you're in the presence of listeners and you're in the presence of those with whom the listeners will be communicating with now and in the immediate future. How would you like to take this revelation that was given to us about the quantum component or the king? I like to, the differentiation between the church age mentality versus the kingdom age. The kingdom age is quantum related. Father, you've given us, we're, we're to preach the gospel of the kingdom, and then the age, the end of the age will happen. Help us understand how to use this quantum mentality in proclaiming the kingdom 
for us to encourage you and through Holy Spirit, that electricity that God is giving us to give to you, help, help, help all of us to have that intimate relationship one with another. Holy, you, you know, Holy Spirit, I love that, is the, is the conduit or the manner to do that. We Hatham. do. I mean, sometimes we even look at people and we say they have a certain glow. <laughs> oh, I like it, yes. I, I mean, you look at uh, great, uh, great figures in history. I'm sure that when they've made positive change in this world, they had that glow. And yeah. what, what that glow is, and if we're receptive to it, is that that is God's work, God's faith, and that is the Holy Spirit conducting itself through that person yes. and allowing that person to make declarations upon his followers so they, they, can, they can also receive that power. Yes. And, and, and so, you know, it's about, it's about us being closer to embrace when that time happens, when there's God's kingdom is upon us, that we are ready, and we are have a gas filled of Holy Spirit <laughs> ooh, in us, ooh. right? <laughs> or, or, or a tank, no, it, a tank it, filled. It, it of reminds Holy me of the yeah. parable about the wise and the foolish virgins. The mm-hmm. wise virgins uh, got extra oil because the times were going to be troublesome, right. and they knew they. We're going to have to count on that oil. That oil, and by your analogy, is Holy Spirit empowerment. Uh, and it's not, it's not and it's not very expensive like gas it is now, <laughs> right? All you have to do is just really look at the world and look at God in a different way and say, I want to be with you. I want to understand you. I know that all these things that you've done in the Bible and all around us today— I know that those are real now. Yes, and they can be for now, not only things in the past. Yes, absolutely. Come on. Yes. Because space-time are irrelevant in in this uh, quantum perspective. We've got uh, just about enough time for you. I want you to set us up for this uh, prayer that you're going to do, and then explain it as you go, and then we'll draw close to the show. By by the way, my listening friend, you can reach me uh, and tell me you love the show, you hated the show, or some ideas about the show. Uh, By this, I'm going to give you an email for me, a brand new email for me. Listen closely. Come together, San Diego at kprz.com. Once again, come together San Diego, all one word, come together San Diego uh, at kprz.com, and I'll be able to see and hear what you have to say. Haytham, the prayer and insights. Yeah, for uh, just a little bit of background here, uh, as you know, uh, Jesus spoke the language of Aramaic, yes. and there are still, I would say, about half a million people and we're that still speak that language natively. And what I'm about to say is just a very short prayer, uh, uh, citing that the the Holy Spirit should come upon the listeners and to the world, and especially with what's happening in Russia and Ukraine. Yes. Um, and so the prayer will be about about that, and it will be short, but it will be done in Aramaic, exactly the way that Jesus would have said it if he was here present in the studio. Oh, my. Hatham Alos, my friend and quantum genius uh, and a lover of God, lay it on us. Alaha Isha Ani Dila Dila Acha Emmen Hella Ruhot Kutsha the Data Elay to the Mbarki Khenanasha the Yawis Basimutha Death Alma Diwah Gawa to En Harab Dila Bebraya Daha Brusia of Ukraine the Inshallah Mahbilde the Ajayo Yumo Babuata Yale the Kule Tawa Salamil the Ethmendid Bottle Allaha Amen. Okay, and what did you say? And then we're gonna close the show. Thank you, Haytham. I can feel that. I said, God 
put your Holy Spirit upon the world and let this war, the, the young people, the children, the mothers and the fathers uh, that are suffering today, stop this in your will. You can do it. Okay, very good. Mm-hmm. In Aramaic, that's how Jesus would have prayed it in that day. My listening friend, what a joy. Haytham Alos, mm, powerful. My <laughs> listening friend, I hope you got uh, uh, some inspiration for your next words and your level of faith being ignited and embrightened in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. Until next week, Haytham and I say bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks for joining Kaz Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on K-Praise. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.